0: The number 13 has been a reoccurring theme throughout history, appearing time and time again. Typically associated with dark and ominous undertones, this number has played a significant role in the occult and other esoteric practices, whether its association with the thirteenth lunar cycles in a year or its ominous presence in various religious traditions. The number 13 has a long and stored history. In the occult, the number 13 is often associated with mystery, power, and transformation. It is considered a sacred and powerful number in many traditions and has been used symbolically in various occult practices. One of the most well-known associations with the number 13 in the occult is its connection to the lunar cycle. There are typically 13 full moons in a year, and many ancient cultures used a lunar calendar that consisted of 13 months. In this context, the number 13 represents the feminine, and is often associated with the goddess and the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. The number 13 is also associated with death and rebirth in many occult practices. For example, in tarot, the death card is often numbered 13, and represents the end of one cycle and the beginning of another likewise in some form of witchcraft. The 13th day of the lunar cycle is considered a powerful time for spellwork and ritual. In some secret societies and orders, such as the Knights Templar and the Freemasons, the number 13 holds particular significance. For example, the original 13 colonies of the United States are said to have been found by Freemasons, and the number 13 appears on the Great Seal of the United States and the Dollar Bill. Rumors rooted in deep lore and mythology have persisted for many years that the world is ruled by 13 families. The Illuminati who have been influencing our culture to control what we watch, what we eat, what we read, and how we conduct our lives were planted in our society by these 13 families. Who exactly are the 13 families, though? The suspected families involved in this network of conspiracies are the Astor family, the Bundy family, the Collins, the DuPonts, the Freemans, the Kennedys, the Lee family, the Onassis, the Rockefellers, the Russells, the Van Duns, the Marenvingian, and of course, the Rothschilds. Not a lot is known about each family, but here are a few. The Astor bloodline has a long history of wealth and influence in American society, dating back to the 18th century. Despite facing some controversies over the years, they remain one of the most prominent and well-known families in the country. And it started with John Jacob Astor, who was a successful fur trader and real estate investor who passed away in 1848, leaving behind a vast fortune. Today, the family is still active in various fields, and many of its members continue to be involved in philanthropic efforts. The DuPont family is a well known American family that has been involved in business, politics, and philanthropy for over two centuries. Illithere Irene DuPont founded the E.I. DuPont de Nemours and Company in 1802. Under the leadership of the DuPont family, the company became one of the largest and most successful chemical companies in the world, known for its innovations in materials, science, and engineering. It was responsible for many groundbreaking products and technologies, including Kevlar, Teflon, and Nylon. The Lee Family the Li family is a prominent Hong Kong-based family that has been involved in various business ventures. Its origins can be tracked back to Li Ka Shing, who is one of the wealthiest men in Asia and has been dubbed the Superman of Hong Kong for his business success. Lee Ka-Shing built his fortune through his conglomerate, C.K. Hutchinson Holdings, which has interests in a variety of industries. He is known for his shrewd business behavior and has been involved in many high-profile deals over the years. The Lee family is also involved in philanthropy, no surprise with Li Ka-Shing being a major donor to a variety of causes, including education, healthcare, and disaster relief efforts. Today, the Li family continues to be active in business, with many of its members holding prominent positions within the C.K. Hutchinson Holdings and other companies. Their influence extends far beyond Hong Kong, and their members are known for their contributions to the global business community. The Onassis Family Aristotle Socrates Onassis, named after two Greek philosophers, went from being totally broke at age 21 to being a millionaire at the age of 23. His father's first name was Socrates. Aristotle was an Illuminati king, a shipping tycoon, an intelligent, ruthless, hard-driven man a man of the world who spoke a number of languages, including French, Spanish, English, Italian, and Turkish. It's interesting to note that he did marry JFK's widow, the Van Doon family. Edward S. Van Doon was a prominent surgeon who was born in Syracuse, New York, and attended Princeton University and Syracuse University. He was in the U.S. Army Medical Corps in France during World War I, and in 1933, he founded the Planned Parenthood in Syracuse, New York. The Planned Parenthood Federation of America was an Illuminati-inspired organization that was set up to accomplish several objectives, making efficient means of voluntary fertility regulation, stimulating and sponsoring relevant biomedical, socio-economic, and demographic research, and developing appropriate information, education, and training programs to increase knowledge about human reproduction and sexuality. Now, the Merovingian bloodline is harder to track because it weaves in and out of the other 12 bloodlines. There are many surnames which are part of this bloodline, including the Smith family. However, I can give one very prominent one. The Sinclair family. An old Scottish family. And, of course, the Rothschild family. Now, the Rothschild family is a banking dynasty from Frankfurt, founded by Mayor Ansel Rothschild in the 18th century. It grew to prominence under its five sons, Nathan, James, Solomon, Carl, and Ansel. Mayer believed that keeping the business and the family insured its success in the future. The family has maintained its financial reach even today and is invested in Major infrastructure projects, such as bridges, tunnels, runways. Mayer's father, Ansel Moses Rothschild, dealt in silk cloth and exchanged currency. Mayer returned to Frankfurt in 1763 at the age of 19 and joined his brothers in the trading business started by their father. He was exposed to foreign trade and finance, and learned about rare coins from such places such as in ancient Rome, Persia and the Byzantine Empire. In 1770, Mayer married the daughter of a money-changer and court-fractor, and during the French Revolution, he facilitated payments from Britain for the hiring of mercenary soldiers. In the early 1800s, Rothschild sent his five sons to live in Naples, Vienna, Paris, and London. Lending to governments to finance war operations provided the Rothschild family with ample opportunity to accumulate bonds and build additional wealth. Before he died, Mayor Rothschild left strict instructions for his heirs on how they should handle family finances. His will outlined a rigid system of success, whereby title and property could only pass through the male line and female descendants were excluded from any direct inheritance. Now, of the four Rothschild sons who'd ventured out, the third son, Nathan, achieved the greatest as he moved to London and established himself as a banker. Setting up N.M. Rothschild's son in 1810, the bank reported 1.78 billion in revenue and 76 billion euros in assets under management. In 1835, Rothschild secured the rights to mercury mines and Spain, gaining a virtual world monopoly in the chemical element. However, I would argue that a hidden 14th family bloodline exists. One might wonder what makes this 14th bloodline so unique. What sets them apart from others? Are they the descendants of an ancient civilization or royal lineage? Do they possess supernatural powers or abilities? Or perhaps, they've been in our faces for decades poisoning and brainwashing our minds, and training us at a young age. Walt Disney The idea that media has a hidden agenda is not new. Many people believe that the information we receive through these channels is carefully curated to promote certain political, social, or economic agendas. Some argue that this is done to maintain the status quo and to gain control over the population. Walt Disney put in a lot of effort into keeping a positive reputation for both himself and his business. An example of this is how he exploded in rage and wrote an angry memo when a Disney character was placed in a beer ad. Joe Reddy, his personal image builder, put in full-time effort to enhance Walt's reputation. Joe Reddy was a cigar-smoking Irishman who loved the Catholic College Notre Dame football team. He also was the publicity agent for Shirley Temple. However, the Disney deception involves a lot more than just Joe Reddy's years of image building and Walt's own capacity to present a positive self-image. The Illuminati strongly endorsed the promotion of Walt Disney, Walt Disney and Ronald Reagan, for instance, were close friends. They both shared similar characteristics. Both men were prominent Freemasons from socialist backgrounds, paid FBI informants, and deeply involved in the mistreatment of slaves under mind control. Walt was always a big contributor to Reagan's political campaigns. And when Reagan was the governor of California... Walt benefited from Reagan's political connections. But, if we're going to say that Disney is the 14th family, I suppose we can also say that maybe McDonald's is the 15th. It's not outrageous to believe. It's a well-known fact that McDonald's is not even in the restaurant business. They are in the real estate, owning land business. And if you had any idea what involves the process of making McDonald's french fries, I don't think you would ever eat them again. But perhaps we should save that for another episode. However, we are not done. I have saved a special segment for you. And here it is. The story begins with the formation of a clandestine organization known as the Thule Society. It was a group that believed in the superiority of the Aryan race and sought to brought out a new order in Germany. In 1919, a man whose destiny would be intertwined with the fate of the nation joined the society. As he became involved with the Thule Society, he encountered individuals who shared his radical views and disturbing ideologies. Their collective beliefs would eventually serve as the foundation for the man's rise to power and eventual control of Germany. The Thule Society's dangerous ideas and the man's unwavering commitment to their cause would ultimately lead to one of the darkest periods in human history. That man is Hitler. The Thule Society's members played a significant role in laying the foundation of the Nazi party. Among those who founded the party was one Daedric Eckerd, who was rumored to have been a Satanist and a practitioner of black magic. According to some reports, Eckerd introduced Hitler to the practices of Satan worship, and on his deathbed, he was reported to have said, Follow Hitler. He will dance, but I am the one who has set the tune. The book, The Mind of Adolf Hitler, by Walter Langer, expressed that Hitler was the grandson of Baron Rothschild. Adolf's father, Alois Hitler, was the illegitimate son of Maria Anna Schicklekuber. It was generally believed that the father of Alois was a man by the name of Johann Heidler. However, there are some people who doubt that Johann was the father of Aloys. An Austrian document proved Maria Anna Schuckleguber was living in Vienna at the time she conceived. At that time, she was employed as a servant in the home of Baron Rothschild. Upon discovery of her pregnancy, the young girl was promptly sent back home, where not long after, Aloys was born. It's worth noting that during her time working there, she had became pregnant. Interestingly though, her grandson will go on to become Chancellor of Germany and play a significant role in igniting the Second World War. Some have suggested that the Rothschilds, who had supported this grandson, were known for their influence in global affairs. They had an agenda of elevating their bloodline, to positions of power on all sides of the conflict. This theory puts that the Illuminati, of which the Rothschilds are considered a significant bloodline of, are fixated on advancing their lineage to positions of authority. While some may argue that all of this is mere coincidence, others see it as evidence of a larger coordinated effort. This all points to Hitler being... A Rothschild. Langler got his information from a high-level Gestapo officer, Hans-Jurgen Kohler. Hans-Jurgen claims that the background of Hitler was carried out by the Austrian Chancellor, Dolfus. Now, according to David Icke, a controversial figure known for his unorthodox views, the Rothschild family has gone by various names throughout history, including the Bearers, this suggests that the Rothschilds, often associated with Jewish heritage, actually has roots in an old German family. Therefore, the House of Rothschild, a German bloodline that claims to support and protect the Jewish faith and people, was in fact the driving force behind Adolf Hitler on behalf of the Illuminati. The goal of this is for a reptilian bloodline to rule and dominate the Earth. Now, he claims that this is the bloodline that has produced all 42 U.S. presidents, including the British royal family. In addition, the British royal war hero, Lord Mountbatten, a supposed Rothschild and Satanist from the House of Windsor, which David Icke claims that, The House of Windsor is actually the German house of saxe Coburg Gotha. But what do you think of all this? I will link down the article in the description if you want to read this article in its entirety. And that will conclude today's episode. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. And if you haven't already consider subscribing to our Patreon. For $1 a month, you get these episodes early, ad-free, at a higher bitrate, and extra exclusive content you can only hear on Patreon. There will be a link in the description, or just go to patreon.com slash bizarreconspiracies. And now we're also on YouTube. I will also leave a link for our YouTube channel down below purpose of youtube is so that when we reach the minimum requirements to do a live streams me and conrad will do some live stream episodes so you can tune in ask us questions all that good stuff thank you for listening and as always i will catch you in the next episode